Welcome everybody to the Spawn of Me podcast. This is episode 262 of our show. I'm your host, Kylie Fadams, and I'm joined this week and every week with my man, my mellow, the smooth kind of fellow. That man from the south side of Bricago, he will not karate chop the microphone out of your hand. It is Cicero Holmes. How are you doing, sir? I am doing well. Um, I uh, don't, I have my press credentials to go to the White House, but in solidarity, I ripped them shits up. Jim Acosta. Right. Free Jim Acosta. Jim, if, when you say Jim Acosta really fast, it sounds like a spice. Yo, it, it does. <laughs> it's like, yo, it I does. only put Jim Acosta, Acosta. on my steak. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> uh, either that or a uh, very bad movie from the 80s. <laughs> oh, my God. Starring Jeff it? Speakman. It's Jim Acosta. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God! I'm also joined my man, my mellow, the smooth kind of fellow, the man who makes science look good, the man who makes math look good, the man who makes tutoring look good, the man who makes mini froze look good. It is that man, Sharif Jackson of SharifJackson.com. How are you doing, sir? I'm good, man. Um, I feel bad for that White House intern. Uh, I feel like she got put in the middle of this whole Jim Acosta thing. Like, yeah, uh, they made it sound like a Jim Acosta did like the. E Honda hundred hand slap. I'm like, yo, just block, just block. It's all you gotta do, just block. Um, but yeah, that is crazy. But and this will be the last. Well, maybe not the last political thing, but feels good to be a Milwaukee person. Uh, well, a Democrat in Milwaukee, I should say, because Scott Walker has finally been uh, defeated. Mm. Uh, Word. So. Good, 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 good day in the midterms if you're a Wisconsin Democrat for sure. Did you, did I'll, you guys, ahead, uh, did you guys have the, uh, the, um, the new Return of the Jedi ending where you like pulled down the statue? With, <laughs> they pulled down the statue oh, and, and well, there's no statues of, uh, of, of Scott. Scott Walker in, in, okay, in Milwaukee was, or Madison. Okay. Okay, I thought you were gonna say like I like, like I was a force ghost or something. Like I was gonna show up at the little party with uh, with uh, Yoda chilling. Right. It's like Hayden Christensen. What, what are you doing here? Um, I'm the Black Hayden Christensen. There you go. Oh, oh, really? You just yes. emo and just chilling all the time? Yeah, just chilling. Oh my just god. Chilling. Well, I want to see. Hold on. Let me see if I can find a quick article about that. Actually, I'm happy you talked about. Uh, the elections actually because I did want to jump into some political news because I think it's important mm-hmm. okay. as, a, as a show that digs into the politics of, of the real world in real ways <laughs> um, I just want to go over and say shout out to everybody who who, who took the time out to vote um, it is definitely important that you did so uh, I feel like as a show that leans progressive in some ways uh, at least socially uh, that there are ways uh, to definitely give you all some love in that space. And I think like there's a couple things that I wanted to talk about real quick, at least give them some love. Um, we got our first black Congresswoman in Massachusetts. Word. First Latinx Congresswoman in uh, two uh, Latinx uh, Congresswomen in Texas. Mm. Uh, we got our first openly gay uh, governor in Colorado. Uh, Alexander or uh, Ocasio-Cortez became the first ever uh, woman elected to Congress. Yeah. Uh, we have our first. Well, well, not two. the first ever woman, but like right. the. Uh, I mean, she's the youngest. I'm youngest sorry. Woman. Like she's 29. Yeah, what she's were we doing? Crazy. I wasn't like, doing any of this shit. Uh, you weren't getting elected to Congress? <laughs> nah, not even close. Uh, we had two uh, 
two of our first Muslim women elected yes. to Congress. Yep. Um, two of our first Native American women elected to Congress. Mm-hmm. Um, first black woman senator to go to the House in Tennessee. Uh, let's see. First black congressperson in Colorado. Uh, first Latinx governor of New Mexico. First openly gay congressperson uh, yep. in New Hampshire. Uh uh, Letitia James, shout out to Letitia James because I know some folks who worked on that campaign uh, became the first black woman attorney general of New York, which is nuts yep. to think that that's a thing. Yeah, that yeah. is awesome. Yeah, that's craziness. Uh, first black woman elected to Congress in Connecticut, Johanna Haynes. Uh, Keith Ellison won, uh, became Minnesota's first Muslim uh, statewide official. Uh, when the Somali, there. Somali what? born. Is he Somali born? Keith Som- Ellison? No, no, not Keith Ellison. No, no, no. Uh, in, no. in Minnesota. In Minnesota. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yes. Yeah, yes, they have yes, a yes. huge Somali population. Like, yes, second largest in the, in the world. Nineteen year old, nineteen year old was elected Wisconsin State Assembly, becoming the youngest legislator in the United States. At wow. 19. Nineteen. Uh, uh, Angie Craig became the first lesbian mother in Congress, uh, winning mm-hmm. Minnesota's second district. Janet Mills became Maine's first female governor. Christy Noem became South Dakota's for, uh, first female governor. Uh, Young Kim became the first Korean American woman elected to Congress. Wow. Lauren Underwood became the first Black woman in Illinois to win the 14th district. And Abby Finnecker, I'm saying her, I'm saying that name terribly wrong. And Cindy Axe uh, became the first woman sent to the House in Iowa. A couple of quick things that were really interesting to me during um, um, election night was seeing both Staten Island go blue, Whoa. at least in their in Shall one of their in. districts, in one of their districts, which you know. Right. Is not the the thing that you usually see. That 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 seat right. didn't flip for many 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 decades. Um, and also Kansas, interestingly enough, and I tweeted this out, has some of the most regressive um, uh, rules and laws on the books out there, and they flipped two large sections of that state blue. So again, like I know people are kind of sitting at home, and the the three kind of big uh, candidates that didn't make it. Uh, Beto, uh, Gillum, and um, well, Abrams. we'll see in Georgia. Right. Jo- well, Georgia and Florida now are still in runoffs uh, as yep. we as we're recording this thing. But um, although those three kind of high profile candidates didn't make it, there are so many dope stories that came out of um, election night and the midterms. Um, again, uh, we'll probably tweet out some link with that just had like the big big lists of folks who did really well but a hundred women got elected to yep. um the congress. congress i mean yeah. to to congress so yeah and I, I believe was it in uh texas where there were like those 19 african-american female judges yes that was that, uh, huge all got huge. elected huge yeah, I just saw this picture. It was just like all these all these nineteen black women just standing in the thing, and I was like, "Oh crap!" They all got elected. That's so dope. Like no one would have thought that that was going to be a case. So, right. again, everybody who out in Chicago who who went out and voted, salute to you. If you were you know wherever wherever you voted, uh, your vote counted, and it's where right. change is happening slowly but surely. So, um, word. So real quick, um, I know we talked about last week, um some red dead imp- impressions. Uh, we kind of started off the show or at least in the middle of the show started to talk about our feelings about red dead and, and what the game has kind of been giving us in terms of entertainment. Um, I want to dig a little bit back into it cause it's been a week. We've had some more time to be with the game and 
I know that some thoughts that I have haven't necessarily changed. They may have even kind of gotten deeper into the negative. Um, but I kind of want to go around the room and see if, if folks have had, you know, better experiences, more different experiences and kind of talk about that and get them out in the, uh, in the world really quick too. Um, see, did you play any more Red Dead? I did after, uh, from the time that we recorded, I definitely played some more. Uh, I wouldn't say that I played extensively, um, yeah. but I, but I have, you know, I probably kicked in another six or seven hours. Um, yeah. But, uh, you know, I'm still deeply ensconced in Chapter 2. I'm just kind of uh, uh, literally and figuratively chasing squirrels. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, uh, you know, I've hunted my first uh, three-star, hunted and successfully snagged my first three-star pelt uh, and, and sold that before I realized, oh, perfect pelt. I should have used that to uh, craft something. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, but I'm like, oh, I'm going to go out and hunt some more and and do some more of that. I've done a little bit more of the story, but not, you know, not enough that I've like unlocked all the things that I can do. So I'm just yeah. kind of, uh, I you know, I, pro- I probably should be a little bit more uh, focused, but uh, I'm just kind of, oh. you know, just inhabiting the world right now. Yeah, I, I don't think you should. I think part of the design and beauty of the game is you can just if that's what you want to do you can do it do what you like yeah um reef what are you what are your thoughts about red dead this week um so so i've played a bit more um and i am like i'm 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 up sometimes and i'm down other times um i still think that some of the individual moments can be really really good and they're kind of sandwiched between other moments where I just think are really, really weak. Mm. Um, and I think that, well, my hypothesis is that you kind of make this technical marvel and you have people design these individual pieces and you kind of stitch them in mm-hmm. and then kind of hope that the sort of emergent gameplay of doing stuff like C is like doing kind of fills in the gaps. Um, so I think it kind of relies on what the on the player to say, hey, I, w- I really want to, you know, get some really, you know, rare animals or, or like I really want to, you know, like uh, try to find all the side quests and stuff. Um, yeah. But sometimes, yeah, it just drags me down a bit. I'll say overall I'm positive on the game, um, but I, I will say if the game continues as it is, there's no way this game will be anywhere near my game of the year. Uh, uh, like not even close. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I kind of don't get all the, uh, all the hype, but then again, I haven't finished it. So maybe something happens in the next couple hours. That's going to blow my mind and, and completely outweigh the beginning part. Um, if that happens, I'll be happy to say I was wrong. But as of now, you know, it's a, uh, it's a little uneven, but in, it's it's enjoyable. But to me, uh, you know, a game that's getting all tens and all this stuff is it has to be more than enjoyable. You know what I mean? What what uh, what chapter are you on, Reef? I'm still on chapter two. Oh, okay. I'm still on chapter two. It's a lot longer than I thought. Uh, it was. It's much longer than chapter one. Like way right. longer. Yeah. Um, and you know, I've been paying off bounties. I'm uh. Wanted dead or alive in uh, one town, 
Uh, nice. That's a lot of fun. Good job. And, uh, Good job killing yeah. people, Reef. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Nothing. <laughs> yeah I, I just ignored you. Um, yeah, and you know, just, uh, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know, man. It's just it's, like when I, like it's it feels weird when you feel like you're the only one in the conversation that's not like head over tails on something. Well, uh, I'm just not, and like yeah. I can't, and like I can't fake like I am. You know, I I hear yeah. that the narrative, um, I hear continually both online and off, uh, that that the narrative gets much much more engaging, um, when you get deeper into the story. But it, it can, you know, it can be seven, ten hours into the game, or it can be an undetermined amount of time, you know, yeah. based on the way, based <laughs> on based, ten hours in the game, right? Based well, based like on I'm the way that I'm playing it, and uh, yeah. yeah. So I heard a I heard a really interesting, and, and I have to give C some love about this. Um, he uh, shouted out the wonderful folks over at Red Dead Radio, hosted by Jared Petty, um, about the episode that was done. Uh, with friend of the show, uh, uh, Andrew Renee, and I, there was a weird mix of things happening in, in during this week in terms of Red Dead stuff for me, where I jumped back in uh, over the week and played some, um, and I saw this random tweet um, from Andrea kind of saying like, "Hey, I've been offline for a little bit because just the like vitriol that I've been getting spewed at me because of what I said on." Red Dead Radio really? has been like has been like a lot, and knowing Andrea like IRL a little bit like that's unusual to see her in a public way kind of share those thoughts, um, and it's been it was weird. So I was like, all right, so I got to check out this episode because I got to see what was said. So it was that plus it was a little bit of um, her appearance on um, uh, Games Daily with yeah. kind of funny with Greg. And I was like, so what is this sentiment that's that's in the space that is like causing all this ruckus? And I listened to the show and most like pretty much everything that she shared on on both of those shows is reflecting exactly what I'm feeling in my gameplay sessions right now, where it's just Mm -hmm. like there's enough um, jank in the way that the systems were built that feels a little bit off like she talked a little bit about the fact that like the fast travel system, um, although you can, you can get on a train um, once you've unlocked that stuff, that there would be sections of it that would feel better if they were universal. So like being able to flat to fast travel to your camp would make a lot of sense. And yes, it is one of those things that when she said it, I was like, yo, that shit is super annoying. I don't yeah. like that part. Yeah. Like, why do I even move so slow in camp? Like, I just, my physical... I do uh, hate that. I'm like, yes. why do I move so slow in camp? It's so stupid that you would do that. Um, and it were just, like, small, really reasonable things that she shared within those two episodes of those two shows that besides the vitriol is, is stupid because that's just people being, being assholes. Right. But... I was like, it felt so good to feel like I wasn't alone. <laughs> yeah, that you weren't crazy. Like, yeah, I'm not losing yeah. my mind and being mm-hmm. like, why is this game getting such high marks? And, and like, why is this doing this thing when I'm totally not feeling it either? Like, she nailed it on the shooting. Right. She nailed it on um, the feeling of the guns not feeling that special. She nailed right. it on 
on some dead of those eye, things. right? <laughs> like dead eye. So like, and it's weird right. because I think about it now, and I'm like, the tutorial systems that they give you aren't sufficient. Like they're, they're okay, yeah, but they're not good enough to really give you the ideas of what you're supposed to do. Like, like I can paint my dead eye across a whole bunch of people, and it feels like the guns don't have enough oomph in them that it feels like it's doing anything. Yes. Even though they may die, it doesn't feel good. Like those guns right. don't feel good. And you would think that with the emphasis of old guns, um, because it's a time period piece, that they would have done something within the game to make those guns feel special. And they just well, don't. The shooting too is kind of shitty too. To uh to that defense, um, in that same episode, Jared Petty said, you know, as a gun person Right, you know, a, a, one gun isn't remarkably different. You know, isn't markedly different from another. Um, you right. know, if you're if you've got a revolver, that revolver is going to be, uh, you know, essentially the same as some other revolver that you get. You know, the minor differences aside, obviously the caliber of the gun, the size of the of yeah. the bullet, uh, is is going to make a difference in in what happens. And I think, um. That's reflected in in things like the varmint pistol, the varmint rifle. If I shoot yeah. somebody with a varmint rifle, uh, which is a twenty two caliber bullet, it's going to take more of that than it will with the repeater rifle to kill yeah. them. So, oh, yeah. so you know, so so those things definitely do come into play. Um, yeah. But but there's nothing, there's nothing out there within the game that would give you an indication. That would or or lead you to feel like you know that this is the right thing to use in this particular situation right. because it's going to give you an advantage. It this game definitely treats you all like hipsters. Like you you are not like you. I'll tell you if I have to, um, you know, and and if I have to tell you. You're really not cool enough to know, you know, um, and and that it does a, a a really it does a piss poor job of um, really kind of helping you understand the systems of the game. And like there is there is a there is a negative spin that you can put on that, which is it's inexcusable in a game that is this polished. Uh, mm -hmm. Is this technically astute for it to fall on its face in helping you understand all of these systems that they put in place is inexcusable. The the positive spin that you can take on that from, you know, from a, a rock star perspective is that, yeah, we've put all of these systems in place for you, but the world you're not, you know, you're not supposed to be the greatest hero of all time. In yeah. this game, you've got to kind of find yourself as you're, you know, figuring out who Arthur Morgan is. So you mm -hmm. have to, you know, toy with these systems and become more proficient in these systems uh, and figure out the best way to use them kind of on your own. You'll have, you know, Lord knows you'll have enough time uh, if you're playing <laughs> the game to to go through all of those systems and figure them out uh, throughout the course of the game. Now, that is a spin that could potentially work if someone was, you know, uh, Sarah Huckabee Sandersing her way or uh, yeah. 
or or, or uh, Kellyanne Conway, Kelly and Conwaying their way through Rockstar PR. But but you know, but honestly, the truth is, they just did a terrible job at that, and and, and you know, and they should be called out for that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Was, see, I thought what you were getting at, Kyle, was more like the feel, like the weight of the guns. Because There's I don't feel that. that either. Like when I'm shooting a shotgun, for some reason it doesn't. I feel like you should feel that boom, and I feel sure. like other games do a better job. At oh that, yeah. At at like shooting oh, yeah. a pistol, and and like I'm not, I'm I'm not just talking about like the vibration of the controller that's yeah. part of it. But it's kick, just like yeah, just the kick yeah. and the sound, right? The mm-hmm. uh, recoil, right? Like I I just yeah I I agree that it that it feels kind of tinny. Yeah. Um, it's the reason why guns in destiny feel so good because yeah, they sound sure. good you like you get certain guns in that game and you're like oh shit this feels a certain way i'm trying to think of other games that have done that really well besides black mm-hmm. um because there are like some that i remember and you're just like holy crap the guns in this game sound fa- fantastic well i'm i'm i mean like honestly when i think shotguns i'd bring it all the way back to doom man yeah, like the freaking like Doom Two double barrel shotgun, like that thing when you shot it. it or like Halo like Two tank. had some really good right. gun. Yeah, gun right. I mean, stuff like that. yeah. So if you're, I mean, if you're going to talk first person shooters, we don't even have to go that go that far. Um, we can talk about games like PUBG, where um, you know their yeah. their guns aren't the greatest. Yeah, but but they're definitely oh. you know you can definitely tell the difference, and if you've played. You know, if you've played 10, 20 hours, there are guns that you will see that are the same caliber, but you will have you'll have a preference based on the yeah. way that you play. It's like our based Call of on, Duty. You know, right, right. You know, Call of Duty. Uh, and for me, the game that always defined what a gun was, the games that that really kind of like, oh, man, this is how a gun's supposed to feel are the Rainbow Six games. Yeah. Yep. Um, so you nailed that one. Yep. Yeah. Like. Like, I had my loadout. You know, these are the guns that I used. And, you know, I understood the recoil. I understood the weight of everything. I understood how to, you know, properly aim those guns. Uh, mm-hmm. All of that stuff was was amazing. Now, I don't, ex- I, I don't expect that from Red Dead. Right. Um, but, but I can definitely understand, and, you know, someone making an argument about how the guns don't feel markedly different um and especially when you when when it comes to the 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 like immersive feel of the gun the visceral uh feeling Mm -hmm. of of having that weapon in your hand um whether it be a shotgun or a rifle or a pistol and they don't feel any different um that's an argument that you can make definitely i think and and you know knock knock against the game and say well that's something that they should have taken some time to do like i'd you know i'd rather the guns feel better than having than having to brew my coffee when i before i drink it <laughs> um, true yeah and, like, and, and 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 like that's why i say that this game is most enjoyable when i'm not fighting anything to me right least. well and, well, yeah. well well like when i'm not when, when i'm not doing a gun fight because i do right. like the yeah. best fights well, here's 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 a little bit of I wanted to fold that back in too because another observation I had was, and this and this is definitely this is Kali, you know, personal, but it's like 
I remember when the when the game first came out and it was they showed all these beautiful scenes of the countryside and and all this stuff. And I was hoping that it was going to be more vibrant in terms of, you know, those emergent moments and those people kind of coming across and seeing stuff. But weirdly, like and this is this is definitely a thing that would not have been in my wheelhouse until I moved to the West Coast. Mm-hmm. in the Pacific Northwest where there's a lot of open space and stuff like that, I really don't give a fuck about the setting. Like the actual mm. like open plains. Like it's one of those weird things where it's just like, it reminds me every time when my wife wants me to go camping with her and right. go hiking. <laughs> and I feel bad saying that out loud. I love right. you, baby. But it's that whole <laughs> thing of like, yo, that tree over there looks just like that other fucking tree. Mm-hmm. And I don't care. And it's not a thing. And it's weird because there are different biomes in that space where it's like you can go to the mountains. You can be in the snow. You can be in, you know, the, the kind of high desert. You can be well, in the, they, like marshy swamplands. Mar- yeah, stuff. they got the swamplands and everything. But yeah. I literally don't give a fuck about any of those things. Like it's huh. it was one. Of, it was the first time that I've seen a beautiful game like this. And I saw the like God rays come through the, the, the come through the trees. Right. And I didn't go like, oh, I went like, oh, that looks really pretty. And then I went, oh, like, I really don't give a fuck. Right. And that was well, weird. Like, well, I, well, I mean, that, that says that definitely says more about more about you than it does about that's me. Yeah. That's me and my, me and fight nature. But it's like, well, did, did you care about Far Cry 5? Like the way that looked? Because I feel it, like this is similar. It like, in felt rural like those spaces were tighter. And you didn't have to traverse them in the same, like, you didn't have to traverse them in the same way. Like, yeah, you could jump yeah. in a vehicle and right, dip out right, and ride right. across it. It didn't take so long well, to and, get from one thing you to could, the other thing. Okay. And you could, there was there was still a level of familiarity with, with the surroundings of Far Cry 5 because it was like, you know, all right, we're in a neighborhood. And then, the, you know, we're in a rural neighborhood as yeah. opposed to the old west which is right. like if you're if you're kind of passive aggressively bucking against going camping um you're not going to be going camping in like rural old town USA you're going to old westernville where there's a you know there's like when you drive into town there's a kitschy saloon or some dumb shit and everybody wants to wear cowboy boots and yeah it's like westworld right right you know like you I, when I when I uh, when I worked in in California up in in the Sierra Nevada mountains we we uh, we would drive into town and there was a town called Jackson and Jackson had a saloon um, with the swinging doors and the whole thing and the high uh, you know in the high like uh, balcony second floor uh, like it's just and you're like wait where am I. Um, yeah. So, so like, I can definitely understand that. Like, I can definitely see how this game is, I'm not going to say it's triggering, but it's, but like, it is evoking feelings about a thing that you really are trying not to have to deal with. Yeah. And I mean, it's, it's the same reasons why, like, if you ask me to go camping, that's probably the, the answer I'll give you is like, I don't enjoy nature enough in that way right where like that boredom of being alone in nature is seeping 
from my real life into my game life because of right. the setting that's in this particular game. And again, that's a def- that's definitely a personal feeling from just from my experiences. Right. But it is weirdly causing me to not care about some of the things that I'm playing in a way that usually works in reverse. Where usually I'm just like, oh man, like uh, Uncharted, like look at this Tibetan um, city that I went to. This is beautiful and look at the surroundings and blah, blah, blah and stuff. And it's having the reverse effect on me in this particular game, which I'm finding interesting. Um, mm. Last last thing I'm thinking about when it comes to Red Dead is the companion app is really, really good. Yes. Well, I'm, yes. I'm finding I, I that to be really, really interesting. Um, uh, I think it, it really was a thing that I did not pay attention to until someone else suggested it. I started to use it the other night, and it has infinitely made my my game experience better um what's the best thing about it so like one of the things i always found uh that i was having trouble with is in in terms of those emergent moments is in your mini map you usually get this gray circle that will that will pulsate when something's happening around you yes often i would not see it like for some reason it's like it's either off in the corner of the of the circle i don't use the big full extended map i use the kind of normal size map. oh that's right yeah. Um, so there are things that I'm constantly missing, and the audio stuff isn't spatial, spatially good enough. Maybe that's not the way I should describe it, but usually, <laughs> we'll the surra- yeah, usually the surround sound of the, what I'm trying to hear, I can audio locate. I can do that and right. be like, oh, okay. I can echo locate where that thing is coming from from my headset. And for some reason, I just can't do it with this particular game. And looking at my phone while I'm playing it, it will show me where that thing is. It will really? also show me me moving in real time on the yes, map. Yes, yes. Really? And yes, it, it will also let you... It is really, really well done. Whoever the folks on the team who did that, they need kudos. Um, it will also let you mar- mark stuff on your iOS device or whatever your tablet, whatever it may right. be. Um, and you can then, if you make a... Um, if you make the what's the what's the thing I'm looking for, like a waypoint. Uh, waypoint. Waypoint. Yes. If you're looking for the waypoint that you made in game, it will do the red line on the map in the app. Yes. Wow. So it's so good. It syncs for up that check- fast. Yeah, it's totally. It like syncs to your game through Social Club, I think. Yeah. Huh. And it and it definitely makes that experience way better because, in terms of like looking for roads, the roads on the map in game aren't as defined. Are the ones. Than the ones that are on the um, mobile app, they, which is well, really interesting. They're not they're not as defined as the ones on the mobile app. Even if you make the map bigger, right. but if you make the map bigger, it is definitely easier to see them in yeah. in game. Yeah, I've yeah, never yeah, had yeah, a problem yeah. finding the pathways. Right. Yeah, and I mean, it, like, it's not hard to find them. I'm just saying that, like, the actual like way that it looks, it yeah. feels like those lines are darker in those spaces. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, I would say if you are playing Red Dead and you are not using the mobile app, you're doing yourself a disservice. I think it definitely does uh, add a really cool layer to it. It also made my phone fucking hot as shit. Uh, I was like, I picked up my phone and that boy was burning. I was like, yo, why is my (laughs) phone so hot? Uh, I turned into a Note 7. uh... Yeah, basically. I was like, is it per bounty? Is it just because I have a $300 bounty? It's like, I'm going to take your $300 phone? Like, is, like, what is the deal in here? But um, it it was super cool to to see the the work and effort that they put into the mobile app. And uh, again, yeah. like you should definitely be checking that thing out. Yeah. Um, 
Next up uh, was this really dope article that, that Reef wanted to share. Um, if you can go into that, that'd be dope. Sure. Yeah. So um, we talked a little bit yesterday about, sorry, not yesterday, last week, um, about a bunch of stuff that came out of BlizzCon. Um, one thing that we mentioned um, a little bit that was kind of overshadowed by the uh, racism <laughs> of Rusticon um, and the other stuff um, was that, you know, that, that they announced Diablo Immortals, like a iOS game. Um, and a lot of people were pissed, you know, because they expected Diablo 4. Um, and a lot of the narrative was that, you know, that the core audience or the people that go to things like BlizzCon right. and that, you know, that they, you know, didn't want a sort of microtransaction-laden game that looks like it could be called anything, you know. Um, and Ben Kuchera wrote a uh, opinion piece on a, on a Polygon basically stating, you know, so, like, it's, like, a titled... Diablo Immortal broke the unspoken rules of Blizzard and BlizzCon. Um, and then he's and then he's basically his argument throughout the um, article is that Blizzard, you know, has a sort of unspoken social contract with its like fans. And it basically says that, you know, that their history is that they take genres and they do them better. Right. So mm-hmm. like Overwatch is like TF2, you know. Right. Um, War, uh, WoW is like EverQuest, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, uh, so like they take ideas and they iterate on them with like, with like their own, you know, pizzazz, right? Um, and that wasn't really seen in what they showed for uh, Diablo Immortals. Like it really looked like a million other uh, games, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other thing is that, you know, people think that, you know, this is going to be a game that's designed for a different audience that goes to BlizzCon, right? So, like, uh, people are going to keep on playing, like, uh, like uh, the uh, other Blizzard games that, you know, have more of a competitive edge to it. And they don't think that an iOS game can, you know, ever reach that level. And that Blizzard should have known that, essentially, so that it was their mistake to use the the uh, the um, sort of large um, opportunity that like Blizz that like BlizzCon offers to announce something like Immortals, which pretty much could have been announced, you know, in an email or like a tweet or or uh, something. So I th- I thought it was interesting because I haven't heard a lot of people sort of um, uh, against Blizzard on this. Mm-hmm. Most people were like against those fans that were like, you know, kind of like really getting at them for it. Um, and even though I probably disagree with Ben more than I agree with him, um, I do think that companies are, should be more aware of what their fans, what their responses can be. Now, it is possible that like Blizzard kind of anticipated this and said that we're going to do it anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, because we know that, you know, we got fans watching, but we also have stockholders watching right. and like other people and like they want to see us generating new revenue models and that kind of stuff, you know, or it could be that they were completely blindsided and by Blizzard's own, um, you know, they've had a uh, couple people go on the record and basically say that they were shocked, you know, at some of the, um, you know, the um, negative reception that they uh, got. You know, so I think it's interesting because, you know, 
it's like our companies truly in tune with their fans you know like was microsoft in tune when it originally debuted the xbox one with all the digital stuff and not being able to borrow games and like and, and not play like used games right mm-hmm. you know was you know um you know there's a million examples of of his like nintendo in sync with his fans with his right. crappy voice chat app and refusal <laughs> to do like modern online stuff you know and and there's been um you know ex- examples on the sony side as well so um i th- i thought it was interesting so do uh you guys think that like blizzard is do you think that like they were in touch um by like choosing this sort of hardcore oriented event to announce immortals uh, here's a here's the thing that i don't understand and i saw a lot of art i saw a lot of arguments on the internet in the days afterward after blizzcon and after that particular event happened and i heard a lot of folks talking about well this is a disservice to the fans who paid money to go to blizzcon to have this this dropped on them during the during the the, the, the press conference and blah 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 and I just don't understand that mentality and thinking. It seems really silly if as a as a consumer it seems unreasonable. Like I think people can be um disappointed that that was the last thing that got dropped at the end of the conference. But I don't understand why people were upset in the same ways that they were. Like if you have a fan conference that is run by your organization, you literally have all of your fans with all their eyes on you for that moment. Like Blizzard is a big company. Sony is a big company that does a con like that. You know, Xbox is going to be doing their thing in, in South America. I think in the next no, Mexico movie. City. Is, Mex- is it Mexico yeah. City? Yeah. Uh, Mexico City. Um, and I'm like, where else would you want to do that? Do that announcement? Like it makes more sense to have everyone focused on you knowing that you have all the press and all the space and the news cycle to be like, well, here's the thing that we want to try. That's one angle of it, right? The second angle of it is I find it also weird that like, yes, besides the two people who got up in on at the Q and a section and were dicks, like it also is a really interesting part about the telling of again, like the culture that we live in, in terms of fan culture where it's like, just because it's a thing that I don't like means it has to die or it shouldn't be yeah. made or it shouldn't right. exist, which is a whole other part of the conversation that people fear really like gloss over all the time. Like you don't have to react that way about that thing because you didn't like it. And also it doesn't you as a fan seem really fickle because it's like, if I only get the thing that I've been asking for, that's when I'm in alignment with the company. And it's like, don't try anything new. Don't try any other stuff that would bring yeah. people into the Blizzard family uh, because I'm a PC player and this is all this is the only shit that I want. So it's it's weird. Like, I, I always feel like that's yeah. a consumer issue and not like, yes, they could have played their hand a little bit different. But like as a person who's like looking at folks who's like, well, I want to build multiple verticals of multiple income streams with multiple products it makes sense to be like, I have all the eyes on me. Why would I not put it at, at BlizzCon at some point? Cause even if, it, even if it was that the at the end of the thing, people would have still complained. People still would have beefed. Like if yeah. it didn't end the show, I think people it would have been, been mad. Though. 
I, I, I think what they're saying is that BlizzCon is not the time to try to bring in new people is what I'm what? gathering from this. That makes that, like, no that's sense. That's the time yeah. to feed your hardcore folks. And then if you want to throw out a iOS game, make a press release about it and, you know, have an interview on Apple or something like that's that. An- that's another showcasing of how consumers don't understand how things work. Exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I almost 98% agree with you, Ka. Um, I don't even know what the 2% is. It's Pretty for, close. uh, right. It's, it's for, uh, <laughs> where's that lady, you know, margin- that lady to grab the microphone from you? Yeah. The margin of error. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, yeah. Like w- what sense would it make for, for me to have, uh, Baron of Bourbon Con, and and have an announcement and have all you know all the people that are that are down with the Baron in in one spot and all the news coverage looking at Baron you know Baron of Bourbon Con and then I have a a big announcement for something new and I make it the week after Baron of Bourbon Con right why would I why would I do that I've got to I got to try and find news people they were just here so why wouldn't <laughs> I make why wouldn't I well, make my announcement for my new thing at this I think thing? That's, I think it's a bad example. I, I think. Well, I think it's a reasonable example. Well, I just I think, think, it's I a just bad think example. no one is going to go to Baron of Bourbon. <laughs> exactly. I think it's a bad example because companies like Blizzard, they make news cycles. It's it's why like Apple doesn't go to see you know ces they do their own shit right it's why sony has well well they did well they didn't have a uh, psx this time but right it's like like certain companies can make their own news yeah but you're not gonna do that for multiple things though like 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 you like like apple's a good example right because apple will have multiple events during a year where they have new stuff coming out but they will have a full event Right. For that whole thing, for, for that Blizz, thing, Blizzard's or, not right, going to do a whole event for for a mobile a game. mobile app, right? Right. That would be awesome. Right. That yeah. would be that. Now that would that would piss people off. Right. Like that right. should yeah. piss oh, you piss off because that's right. a waste of your time. That's that's like that would be like the PS4 Pro reveal, that event that they had in New York for the PS4 Pro, where there were like thirty people in attendance. Right, and then everybody else is watching 4K on a 1080p stream. Yeah, like, <laughs> like who cares? You I know, you're not wanna... you're not showing anything. So yeah, like, what if if the argument for me, if the argument was, oh man, Blizzard had an opportunity to show not only this but Diablo Four, even if it was a teaser trailer, because you know that's. We we all know know that's what fans are looking for. Uh, that's what fans are were hope were hoping to see. Then I'm fine with that argument. Like you know, I don't think it was an either or uh, uh, equation for for Blizzard. They either they either consciously decided that they weren't going to have uh, Diablo four at at this event. Or they weren't ready to show anything from Diablo 4. Now, Diablo 4 is something that they can have as their own separate event. Mm-hmm. And what if they do that in the future when they're ready to actually show something substantial? They can make an event for Diablo 4 as opposed to making an event for Diablo the mobile game. Like a 
a full day event that's focused on Diablo four. And they've got 45 minutes of, of, you know, between footage and, and in-person interviews to talk about that game, then that's making the news cycle. That's what fans are going to be excited about because otherwise on the stage at best, it was going to be a 45 second, maybe, you know, maybe 90 second teaser trailer. But and, also, and, the interesting part about that, I'm happy you said that. Having watched that opening ceremony from BlizzCon, there wasn't there was a lot of stuff that me as a as a like not World of Warcraft player looked at that stuff and was like, "Whoa, you just gave me one Overwatch character. You gave me a reskinned old ass game that you that you redid." You mm-hmm. gave me a you gave me Rastakhan, right. and then you gave me fucking a mobile a mobile game. Like if you're gonna say that you're gonna be mad about stuff, there's multiple things in that whole litany of stuff that I would be more upset about in terms of like people being like, "Well, they spent money right. to go to this to go to this thing, and this is all that they showed." I was right. like, well, they, "Yeah, they showed two why, remasters." Why, like, who are the people who were super hyped about the old ass version of that game that, that's going to get pushed well, back out? I mean, sure I think I think there are. I think there are going to be people at quite, BlizzCon quite yeah. a bit. Yeah, quite I think really? there there are a lot of people yeah. at BlizzCon, especially sure. uh, that were very excited about the WoW announcement and the Warcraft announcement. Um, yeah. I think you know and. And but if you know, in in its totality, what you got were two re, two remasters, uh, two new characters to uh, existing franchises, mm-hmm. and a new i and and you know a new IP in an existing franchise on right. a on a totally different brand new platform, right? Um, which if you ten thousand foot view, that is a you know a hard B plus uh presentation yeah so um but like you know when you get down into the minutiae like all right well is it a is it a thing to get excited about i guess i guess the other part of that conversation and i'll throw this question to both of you is do you think that there is a space in which you can actually fulfill expectations at this point when it comes to these kinds of events no (laughs) I, I mean, I don't like. I just think, yeah, no. I mean, <laughs> y- you you just gotta try to have your positives outweigh the negatives. That's I feel like that's the best thing that you can do with any one of these press conferences, whether it's E three or 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 their own events or Nintendo or Nintendo Direct or like any of these things. You just gotta make sure the positives outweigh the negatives. That's all you can hope for. You yeah. cannot fulfill like ridiculous expectations that people have of these developers like it just you just can't do it you yeah. can't do it well yeah i mean uh I, if there are folks who are in our audience and in, in our community of Bracago who were like in that same boat i would kind of love to hear why and also i would love to hear you know were you really excited about the stuff that got shared um because at least from my timeline with what has a, a fair amount of folks who like are in in those different kinds of spaces like everything seemed a little bit lukewarm in terms of reaction to all that stuff and and the mobile thing was like not the thing that people threw their hands up and was like what the fuck um but it was interesting it was interesting to watch in real time happen and i was just like how is this like people being so upset 
But yeah. Um, moving on. Uh, did either one of you get a chance to play Fallout seventy six? I heard it's a beta. <laughs> <laughs> I I did not get to play it, and I also heard it's a beta. Yeah, wow. I heard it's a beta too, and I did get a chance to play it. Um, shout out to the the amazing fan out there who hooked me up with a code. Uh, oh, word up! Yeah, I was like, hey, somebody give me a code, please. And he was like, yeah, I got you one. Here, here's a code. Um, so a little bit of background. Uh, I'm a huge Fallout fan. Like I love uh, not the most recent one, which was what was it four? Yeah, yeah. Four was kind of bad, uh, but hey. three was fantastic. New Vegas is fantastic. Um, and I got a chance to play '76, uh, and had seen a stream of it before I got a chance to play it. And I was really upset because I was like, man, this is not going to be good. Like, I remember the no clip documentary and they were going into it. And I was like, oh, this is going to be fantastic. I saw somebody streaming it when I was at work and I was just like, oh, this looks terrible. Like, it doesn't look good graphically. Um, it was just like a scenario where this one dude who was AFK, or this one person who was AFK was just getting shot by like five multiple, like five people. Just like getting wrecked and sitting in a corner, just getting killed over and over and over again. And they would like go around or... It was weird because you can only have like four people in a room or in a group. And then some other random person jumped in and started shooting the other person, too. So it was just like all this griefing going on at the same time. And I was like, oh, this is going to be a bad experience. Got a chance to jump into it. And it's way more fun than I expected. I came away from it really excited for the game. Um, The interesting part about it that I found was the fundamental layer of what Fallout is is still intact. Uh, checking out, you know, your encumbrance and making sure that you're going around and, you know, shooting animals and killing monsters and all that stuff feels the same. Um, The other part that kind of made it feel different, I think, is the part that actually makes it stand out is the perk system. And it was a thing that a lot of folks, when they first talked about the game, kind of poo-pooed on because it was so very different than what we were used to in terms of Fallout, um, Fallout games. The way that it plays itself out with the different perks being tied to different cards opens that game up in a really profound way. And I felt like being able to find cards in the world and also um, use different stats in different ways made that game feel kind of fresh in a way I didn't expect. Um, And also the fact that they have like emergent gameplay where it comes to like I'm trying to think. It's like not the limited time modes that you'll find in a Fallout, I mean, in a Fortnite game, but like there'll be group activities that'll pop up on the map. And it's like, all right, you have 25 minutes for everybody in this section or everybody in the map to kill these four things. If you kill these four things, you'll get a, a various amounts of, you know, uh, perks or, um, or 175 materials. caps. Yeah, like you'll get caps, you'll get materials, you'll get a whole bunch of different stuff, which definitely added to the ability of people being like, oh, we're not going to just PvP right now. We're going to all try to do something together, and it benefits everybody in the map. That was super cool. The one weird thing I did find in that game was that Vats, because, and I love Vats. Vats is like my favorite part about the whole Fallout series. Vats, since you can't slow everybody down in real time, it just doesn't feel right. <laughs> it's because you're moving like characters are moving while you're moving. Right. And 
I didn't have a perk at first that would make it so that um, you were able to target different limbs, which is my favorite part about bats. And then, like, I got to level five or six, and you were opened up um, into the space where you can get a card that will let you do that. And it was so much easier to kill certain um, monsters and things uh, that it, that it added to that old kind of Fallout feel. Um, also found, like, you can randomly find power armor in the world, which was dope. So mm-hmm. I found power armor, got got the stuff that I needed to, to throw it on, and felt super powerful in the world. I didn't get to see anybody else. Cause it yeah, was I'm like, like I, how, do they balance, how do they balance that? That I don't know. Cause I didn't get a chance to use it on anybody else or on anything else. And I think it, I think at a certain point, I think at level five is when you can actually start to do BVP. Um, I'm assuming that just right. if you have power armor and other people don't, you get to fuck people up, <laughs> which yeah. is, but it, but it was the thing was like, I didn't find that power armor in a mission. Cause there are missions in the game that you can, that you can pick up throughout the world. I didn't find it in a mission. I was just roaming around the map and went into this building that I thought looked interesting. And I was like, oh, this looks like a place where scientific things may happen. Let me go in here. I went into the building and it was like a dope piece of, it was like a dope full suit of power armor. And then the servers went to shut down like five minutes after I got it. (laughs) (laughs) So I felt, I felt like I got kind of jerked on that, but it was super dope to be like, yo, I could just literally find this stuff. I don't have to farm it out. Uh, And I didn't need to go into a specific mission to get it. I I hacked a room. Uh, with the kind of hacking stuff you usually do with the the, the computers, hacked right. it, went into it, snagged the power armor, and it was mine. And I was like, "Yo, that's dope!" Like that felt pretty cool. Um, so yeah, I'm excited for it. It feels like it's gonna be a fun game when it comes out. But I definitely want to play that thing with other people. Like I don't think it's gonna be a fun game uh, played by itself on in the long term. I think mm-hmm. in spurts it may be. Uh, once you decide that you want to build up your your base and stuff like that, but I feel like unless you're going to be playing that game with a bunch of people, then it's not going to be as much fun. Yeah, I was like, can like can you play by yourself, or do you have to be like match made into a a team or something? No, or, you, or you, you, you just start off by just yourself. You start off by yourself. You can walk up to someone, emote, and and like you can then decide if you want to team up, or you can send them an invite to team up. Uh, with anybody and it was one guy who was like 10 levels above me and there was this one section that he wanted to go to he needed somebody to help and I was like I'm a noob I'm like a three and he was like like you can't say anything and there's no way to type it all out because I was on console but he like did this emote that was like come on and I went with him (laughs) um and then ended up you know in a in a van down by the river um, but, <laughs> but but like we went we went off and did a couple of missions together we killed some stuff he got some xp i got some xp and it was totally dope like it felt good enough that you could play that game and do all those things together and then hopefully fight you know big monsters and stuff together once that stuff happens but i was pleasantly surprised with it i may i'm definitely like gonna check it out when it comes out and hopefully find more people to play with Hmm. Yeah, uh, one of those people will not be me. Yeah, it won't be me either. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm still <laughs> not sold on the general idea of this game, but yeah, you never know. Might be yeah. dope. It might be. It might be dope. It might be dope. Um. So, well, here's a question that I have for you yeah. about this game. Now, so one of the things that, uh, so 
Bethesda makes open world games that you love warts and all, right? And yep. you, in fact, I would say you could argue that you love the game because of its warts as opposed to in spite of them. True. Um, and and the, the warts in these games are that they are notoriously buggy. Uh, hilariously so in most cases, but, but buggy nonetheless. Um, what confidence do you have that a game, uh, you know, the single player experiences have been buggy. What confidence do you have that Bethesda is going to be able to put together a Fallout game, a game in the Fallout universe that is multiplayer and online only that will not be buggy in a way that is game breaking and or, you know, uh, like immediate deletion frustrating. Negative two hundred percent. Like I don't think okay. this. I don't think that Bethesda has ever proven that they have a solid, solid game that will not break in some form or fashion. They had a conversation with the beta where there was a weird bug that right. deleted the whole thing off your system. Exactly. Um, so I, and that was so before I've, you even got to play. That was before you even got to play the goddamn thing. <laughs> so I feel like. Bethesda in in and of itself is one of those is one of those companies where you either know their work and you're like I am okay with the things that are going to be broken or you're just like I don't have time for that shit and I don't want to deal with the fact that things are going to be broken. The things the things I do worry about that particular game is especially because it is online only and it's all progress tied to your to your character. If they're not going to do what they do with Destiny and, 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 and Fortnite and some of those other things where all that stuff is on the server side, it right. has to be. If it's not on the server side and there's some like weird local version of your save that's there that like dictates what you had and some of that stuff, then that's a, that would be like a, a, a no-brainer to be like, hell no, don't buy that game. Because there's going to be stuff where you get caught into either some weird loop. Um, mm-hmm. There'll be some weird funky bug that they've always had. I remember playing Fallout 3 and got stuck in a loop and every time I would come out of a load I'd get shot. Right. I was like, "Yo, y'all what is this like NYPD the game? Like what is this?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I just came out of the tunnel and just got shot. Um right. so like and and I remember the time that I lost having to go back past that save point to get back to where I was. It was like right. hours of work. Um I don't have faith in them in that respect. I do have faith that they have hopefully learned some lessons and would not be going down this path if they had not thought about that stuff. Um, especially after I remember hearing the conversation about the no clip uh, in the no clip um, documentary about the new bigger game that they're trying to do that is past Elder Scrolls and that kind of stuff. Oh, right. Like, I feel like, like the space one, right? The space one, yeah. Which I'm like, yeah, right. these are all, like, every every game from a company, usually you'll see that they're adding things to it that they hopefully want to implement in a thing that they want to do next. Right. And I feel like this right. foray into the online space is going to be some of that stuff for, you know, Elder Scrolls Online or something like that. Not not that version of it, but, like, you know, Skyrim Online or whatever that's going to be or whatever the space game is going to be um, in the future. So, We'll see how that plays itself out, and you'll you'll definitely know if I got my 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 stuff just botched up and broken because I'll be cursing about it here on the show, <laughs> right? Um, you know, you'll see it in the Discord like this shit fucking deleted all my stuff, goddamn it, right? All my cheese right. wheels. Um, uh, before we get up out of here, um, I know that 
Reef had a couple of new games that that he was uh, wanting to talk about in terms of playing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I got some new heat, some new fire, new fire uh, that I've been playing. Uh, first of all, even though I've beaten both of these games, I could not help uh, grabbing Bastion and Transistor again on again? the Switch. Um, oh, these games are so good. I love I love both of the games. And, uh, you know, just, you know, like they were like 15 bucks each. Um, I think they're totally worth rebuying uh, if you replay games um, just to appreciate how good they are. I mean, like Bastion especially is like a couple years old now and right. it just still holds up and, mm. and it's still kind of an experience almost like no other. I think in terms of the narration and, you know, and like just like the humor of it um transistor is is a little different obviously um but man these games are so good um i only wish that now pyre you know if we could bring that over that would be dope because because <laughs> yeah, yeah Py- pyre also is a experience like you've never seen uh in terms of sports and uh killing people yeah. um <laughs> also been playing a, a game called bad north um this is essentially a puzzle game where you're defending like your island um, you you get a bunch of like uh, different um, different types like uh, archers and like swordsmen and you know essentially uh, Viking like enemies come in in their ships kind of really slow so like uh, you can see exactly where on the island they land and like you have to arrange like your men to like intercept them before they get to the houses and like burn them down. Um, really cool like puzzle game i think that the difficulty ramp up is like pretty slow actually i think it could be a little quicker but once it gets going it gets going really really well um art style is like dope it like kind of looks like a painting a bit mm. um and it's, it's just fun because you know it's like uh you know it's not quite gory but there is like you know like when you slice a bunch of fools up there's definitely a bunch of blood that's left out uh on the uh, thing which is weird because the game looks really cute but then once you start the uh battles like you just massacre people and they just get like sliced up or like arrows through the face and all that stuff so (laughs) um if you like your puzzle games mixed with arrows through the face um i would recommend bat north i believe it's on playstation and xbox and pc as well um really good puzzle game um it's not brand new like it definitely came out maybe a few months ago um but i only uh, recently started to get into it unfortunately one game that i got into that i cannot recommend uh is a game that i was kind of excited about but man it did it kind of fall flat called M- morphe's law Morphe's, uh, morphe's oh, law? i do remember hearing about that. morphe's okay. law so obviously this is a take on murphy's law um, it's a Switch exclusive um, first-person shooter where the gimmick to the game is that if you shoot the um, basically wherever you shoot on the opponent, that part on the opponent gets smaller, and on you it gets very large. So if you keep on shooting people in like the head, like their heads get tiny and like your head gets huge. Um, so so it's kind of a funny idea when I saw like the demos during like a e3 and like all that stuff but in practice it just plays like a really bad shooter the controls are not good it's really really slow there's only a few maps um the the online connections are bad 
So it's one of those things where like the idea I think is good, the execution is horrible. Um, and like, and like I've been on their discord and they've said how they're going to, you know, patch all the stuff out and like, it's still early and that kind of stuff, but you know, they're charging for this game. And while it's not a $60 game, um, definitely looks like one that it feels like an early access game essentially. Um, so I would say to wait on this one, um, hopefully they'll be able to get it to a state where it's uh, actually playable and fun. Um, but as of now, it is it is not not good at all. So, <laughs> damn. So thumbs up to Bad North, thumbs down uh, to Murphy's Law. Oh. I give that four thumbs down. Thumbs down. <laughs> damn. Cold blooded. See, did you play any other new stuff? Uh, no, man. I'm I'm playing all of the same stuff um, when I can. Uh, in fact. I may have played uh, uh, outside of Red Dead over the weekend. I may have played uh, an hour and a half of video games uh, this week. Okay. So, yeah. well, 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 except well, for I, mobile I, games. Well, well, I actually, what, what, what are your thoughts on the uh, Jackbox Five that we played? Uh, oh yeah, um, to, together. So yeah, so uh, as as everyone knows by now, I am a big big fan of the Jackbox games. Uh, they come out to little or no fanfare. Um, they just kind of wind up in the store every eight to nine ten months. Um, this one did something that I was really excited about: Jackbox Party Pack. Five, um, th- uh, which is they brought back the namesake. You don't know Jack, um, and that was missing. I think it's really been missing since Jackbox Party Pack Two. And what they added to Jackbox Party Pack, which was uh, or to uh, you don't know Jack, was the ability to play with up to eight players via your phone. Um, which before it was just four players with the controller. So the fact that, you know, now that you've got, uh, all of these extra players in there makes the game even more fun. Um, we got, let's see, there are four or five games, uh, in the, uh, party pack five, which is, mm-hmm. you don't know, Jack patently stupid. Zeeple Dome, Split the Room, and Madverse City. Now, uh, I've had Jackbox for a while. I haven't played it on my console yet, but I did get to play it over at Reese's house. Um, and I know they were playing patently stupid, so he can yes. talk about that game. Uh, I don't know if you played Zeeple Dome and Split the Room. I did. Um, well, I didn't play Zeeple Dome. I did play Split the Room. Okay. And, uh, so um, I will talk about You Don't Know Jack and Madverse City, which we did get to play. Uh, you Don't Know Jack is is You Don't Know Jack as it's always been. Uh, I don't think they have uh, what they had in the first one, which were these goofy clues that were the wrong answer of the day. Yeah, uh, I haven't seen those. Yeah. yeah, so like there would be a thing... There'd be a wrong answer of the day where it would give you extra points if you got the wrong answer of the day correct, and that was sponsored by somebody funny. Uh, I don't see those, uh, but your screws are still available, so you can uh, screw other opponents and stuff like that, and you integrate that stuff on your phone. Um, but so it's it's 
you don't know Jack, it's awesome. Uh, Mad vs. City, every every iteration of Jackbox has uh, one or two games from a previous iteration or a game, you know, games that you're familiar with um, in in the uh, in the Jackbox universe, uh, the cinematic universe of the Jackbox party packs. Uh, but, and then they add, they always add some new, new games to see what kind of sticks on the wall. Uh, one of the new ones is Madverse City, which is a robot rap battle game. So Mad Libs meets robots meets, uh, eight mile. Um, because why not? And, Basically, what happens is they give you a thing that you have to rhyme. They'll give you a subject of something, and then you write you write one one line, and then they give you some other thing that you've got, you know, uh, uh, a noun that you eat or something like that that you have to rhyme in the next in the next uh, four bars, and then once you're done. You compete against someone else in your, you know, that you're playing against and the robot will recite the rhyme. So it knows, you know, it's got a huge vocabulary and it will recite the rhyme as the robot. And it's hilarious. Um, not only is it hilarious because of the rhymes that people write, um, but also to hear the robot voices and then you can like do all sorts of different effects and you can boo people or you can say, Oh, if you know, something, something happened that was dope. There's the fire emoji and there's uh like air horn and, and all sorts of stuff. So it's, that game was a lot of fun. Um, me and reef battled, uh, reef loss. And then, and then I lost, I lost to his partner. Um, Oh, and that's right. That's what happened. So at the end, the end of the battle, the the rest of the audience votes. Everybody else, the rest of the players vote. So I lost in the vote, in the in the final, in the final countdown. But my rhymes, my my bars are the illest, son. They are the <laughs> illest, son. So so it's definitely it's definitely worth copping. You feel like on, on oh, a yeah. level? Oh, oh yeah, level. Oh yeah yeah so. yeah yeah. I mean you know um the one thing that I will say is most of the Jackbox party packs are twenty five dollars. Um, you can, if you go into whatever the store is and they're available on everything, um, steam, uh, uh, Comcast cable, um, <laughs> I, Apple like, TV, and that's right. Apple TV. Yeah, they're on Apple TV. Um, yeah, Probably it's like, yeah. Uh, and you know, on your Xbox, your PlayStation, uh, I'm not sure if there's, I would, I would assume there's a switch version. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's. That's uh, what we were playing, actually. Oh, we were playing on the Switch. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. So there's a there is a Switch version. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, and on uh, you know, like these soft TV devices, uh, I believe there's one for Fire TV. Um, it is definitely available for Apple TV, and it is available on 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 Comcast cable boxes. So it's available everywhere. Um, so so the one thing that is different this year as opposed to previous years is the games are usually $25. This game is 30 bucks, um, which is weird. Uh, but if you go into the stores, you'll be able to find uh, the collection. So if you're if you're just finding out about Jackbox Party Pack now uh, and you want to get you know, you play five and you're having a great time. and You want to get some more games. 
You can buy all four of them for a discounted price or the, the four remaining ones for a discounted price. But there is no bundle for all five. Uh, and the other thing that at least on the Xbox that I've noticed is that even if you own even if you buy one of those bundles, uh, the games are still individuals. So, you know, one, two, three, four, five. And if you want to play a game, if you know, you've got a party going on and you want to play a game from two and two games from three and one game from four and one game from five, you've got to load and unload each individual version of the game. So it would be nice if there was a portal where you could just kind of cross cross do a little uh you know for all of you IT networking people do a little vnet peering between between the games <laughs> the worst Yes. Thanks for that. Cicero Holmes yeah. IT moment of the show. Yes. We yes. need to, we need to put that great. into the into the show proper. Yes. <laughs> um uh, real quick before we jump out of here, a couple of quick games that I played. Uh, I did get a chance after Reef talked about it last week. You got a chance to play a little bit of Delta Rune. Um, that thing is freaking dope. I did not expect it to be as cool as it was, and it makes you want to play more of it. Also, it was really nice to play a game on a Mac again and it work, <laughs> which was interesting. Wow. I was like, oh, snap. I played a game on a Mac. I didn't know that that was possible. Um, <laughs> uh, what else did I check out um i just had it it was right on the tip of my tongue shout out to uh josh uh josh boykin over at intelligame uh who's been doing these fantastic uh drop mix streams it's a game from harmonics it's a card game but basically it is a beat making game that you can do as a party game uh so you basically have like these five uh panels you put cards on it that have various different either um, tracks on it or, or or parts of songs and loops, um, and you can mix and max match them to do like uh, in live in house mix. Um, super dope. Uh, getting a chance to see him play it on his stream, and I had to go cop it, so I copped it. I'm hoping to get it and play it uh, during the weekend. Um, so that's going to be fun. Um, and I think that is it. I played a little bit of Wind Jammers the other day, which was fun. Went back and went old school and played some of that, which is really good. Um, and I'm downloading as we speak Overkill's Walking Dead game, and I'm looking for people to play that bad boy with. Uh, so let me know. Uh, we'll figure out ways to connect on that way. And if you're not familiar with it, it is basically like if you had a Walking Dead version of Left 4 Dead 2. Um, which mm. if you ever play that game, you know how much fun that thing can be. Right. Um, and I love that game with a passion. So yeah, I'll have more uh, things to talk about. I have to double check and see when embargo is up. People are playing it on stream. So I'm figuring it won't be uh, between now and next week. You know, probably be able to be talked about um, in real ways, but yeah, there's a lot of good stuff this week and I finished Spider-Man. I finally finished it. So that was great. Oh, all right. What'd you nice. think? It was really good. It is definitely in my. Um, it, it got to the point where I was like, I need to hurry up and finish this thing because I'm, I'm I'm annoyed now. Like it's a little bit too long. <laughs> um, and you I think, think so. It, I, well, you know what it is. It's it's only too long because there have been other stuff that jumped in the middle of that game coming out. So right. it's like um, Assassin's Creed dropped, and then Red Dead dropped, mm, and then right, yeah. a couple other things dropped in the middle, and Destiny, which just fell off all of the gaming maps right now because it's just gone. 
uh, I jumped back into that and played a little bit of that and then shut it off real quick. And I was like, I'm at 600. Goodbye. Um, right. <laughs> so it's like all that stuff happened. Um, and I didn't get a chance to do any of those other things besides that. But it is a really cool game. Um, uh, Insomniac did a fantastic job. I didn't play the DLC yet, but I'm already ready for a sequel. So it's like whenever that game drops again, I'll be super hyped for it. All um, right. Uh, and I guess that's it. Anybody else have anything else in their brains about games and things? No, I'm, I'm good. My, my my brain is empty. All right, cool. So with our brains that are now... Oh, wait. One more thing. I forgot about it. Ha, 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 ha. I forgot about it. Um, I We need to have a... And figure out if we can get codes for tes- Tetris Effect. I oh, think yeah. Ev- everyone has been so... It is like the weirdest phenomena of everyone being Tetris so VR, amazingly yeah. hyped for Tetris Effect. I don't. I feel like I have to cop a version of it just to see what the hype is about, and I I'm scared that I'm gonna waste my money. <laughs> I'm so scared that I'm gonna waste. Yeah, my money. I'm. I don't know, man. Oh, I don't. Man. I don't get it either. I haven't played it, but I'm like, what? Like, come on, y'all. It's Tetris. I don't know. I'm trying to figure it out. I gotta find out what the deals with that. But anyway, um, but like it, it it does come out. I believe tomorrow. Yeah, it comes out tomorrow. Well, as of yeah. As of the ninth, it comes out. Well, yes, as of uh, our recording time. Or as of our recording time. But work. Oh, if we do get a chance to check that out, we'll definitely share some some love on that, and probably I may stream it and see what people like it and want to see it streamed. Um, Bert, see, hit everybody with the social media business, please. Do I have to? Please. Uh, so, <laughs> um. On social media platforms, Spawn on Me is the place you want to go if you want to check out our stuff. Uh, social media platforms, if you want to follow us individually, check the bios. Our information is there. Uh, SpawnOn.me is the website where you can find this episode, this past episodes, what we're doing next, and all of the other good and great news in and out of Chicago. Uh, check that stuff out there. On Thursday nights, we are on twitch.tv slash spawn on me. You can watch us live, interact with the fans, talk to us, do all the things. What you can do on Twitch. Check it out. And on uh, Tuesdays, you can check the podcast out on uh, whatever your favorite podcatcher is. If it's a place where you can rate and review, please do so. Of course, subscribe and tell your friends, uh, you know, whatever you do, it helps us out really uh, greatly uh, and if you want to help us out even more you want to level it up you can go to uh, patreon.com slash spawn on me donate as little as you as you possibly can or as much as you want to uh, get extra stuff to help us out and also get access to our spawn on me after dark uh, premium show uh, and if there's any information that you want to give us uh, via email do it at spawn on me podcast at gmail.com. Sada tell you on the tippy tie. Yeah, yeah. buddy. Um, yes. thank you to thank you to everybody in Chicago for listening this week. It's a biggie and every party. week. Uh, what? It's a biggie shorty party. It's a biggie shorty party. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. That's unreasonable. Um uh you made me forget what I was gonna say. Thank you to everybody in Chicago <laughs> for listening this week and every week uh, to the show. Uh, we love you all. We thank you so much um for, for listening to the podcast a quick uh big up to all of you uh, and, we'll, and this will be an updated uh stat uh once i get them back but 
from the time that we moved over from uh, ESN in August to now, our show has been downloaded over 80,000 times. That's an, a, a miraculous number, again, from a show that came from most of our kitchen tables and or yes. secondary rooms uh, with various loved ones, cats, dogs, and everything in between uh, making guest appearances. Um, it is a, a huge a huge um, uh, credit to all of you at home for listening to us over the past almost five right. years. Um, and we love you all for it. Uh, and that's just 2018 numbers. That's just literally in 2018. That's not even over the course of the entire show. Um, so, you know, once those numbers come back in, I'd love to share that either towards the end of the year uh, or maybe at the Spawnies. Maybe that'll be a thing that we get to talk about during the Spawnies because it's almost Spawnies time, which is It nuts. is almost Spawnies time. Yeah. Which is nuts to think about that. So, again, y'all, love y'all. Uh, we'll see you all in a week. And uh, peace. Hey.